So all of the triangle types can only have wings within their own center. And all of the hexad types with attachment wings are also only doubled up on their own center. Hmm. So if you have, if you are an attachment type or have an attachment wing, you are double body, double heart, or double head. Three attachment types as like these three fundamental forces of the centers. Mm -hmm. And then you have these counter trinity of like whatever withdrawn superego and assertive mean in a certain distilled way. Mm -hmm. It's like the hexad trinity or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big hormone enneagram. John Lukovic, uh, sexual self pres 45 wing, 458 tri Hi, I'm David Gray, self pres sexual 9 with 1974 trifix. What up, it's Emika, I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self pres with 854 fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy, I am a self pres social 3 wing 4 with a 369 trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Welcome to Big Hormone Enneagram. We are taking on <laughs> wings. Mouth today. noises. Sorry. I'm <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were just, just like. Just learning from David. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Finally. To Big Hormone. <laughs> I've just attached to David. That's big it. mouth noises hormone anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just big mouths. Big mouths. Start flowing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as always, we're plugging some plugs. So first of all, we got uh, buy my book, please. Second of all, join Dark Arts Academy. Uh, we want to give an update on what's up with that. We well, actually we typed uh, your girl, King Woman. Mm. Uh, what's her name? How do you say it? What's do you know her it's name? Like Chris Estefani, yeah, something like yeah. She was Is really interesting. Christiana, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's a really interesting uh, musician. I've used one of her songs on the end credits for one of these shows, and uh, I think you know if anyone who's been following the Amber Heard Johnny Depp stuff, we've done a couple classes on that. Uh, we did a recent class on Four Wing Five and all the different fixes. Um, yeah, if you want to get an inside look on how to improve your typing skills, go to anygrammar.com. It's 19 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. The Four yeah, Wing check. Five episode for all of the many, many Four Wing Five. Yes, episodes. right. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That was good. The Four Wing Five special. We should do a Five Wing Four special because, you know, that's the, that's the second that most popular be great. type in the Enneagram. Yeah, yeah. So it's just an episode uh, analyzing several four wing fives yeah. and mm -hmm. hopefully less nines think they're more <laughs> after yeah. it um, they won't. yeah they won't yeah they'll, they'll just attach to yeah. <laughs> they'll just adapt to whatever um but yeah check out king woman but her other projects are sugar high and miserable and nightcrawler and dalmatian and they're all really good um and then uh david's trifix booklet it's good for learning not just trifix but like the qualities of the types and then um, I just started doing sort of spontaneously a study group from my book. I've been putting the links in the chat, but you can, if you want to join, uh, and we're recording it so that people can watch the ep the classes after. 
Um, but it's been surprisingly good. Uh, I didn't expect it to go as well as it's been going. And so if you're interested, find me on either the Enneagram Universe group or hit me up on Instagram or email or through my website or something, and I can give you the links. And it's $15 donation, uh, suggest donation for each class. Is there a, I think last time we talked about if, if you would have a page on your website for this thing so that people can... Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, we can just link to the page oh, okay. on your I'll website. Do that. I'll build yeah, yeah, a yeah. page. That's great. Thank you. Anything else? Mm. Alexandra. Wings. <laughs> what do you think, Alexandra? What do I think what? About wings. Oh. Go um, through all 18 subjects. No. <laughs> yeah. We want you to teach us everything... Yeah. We have to know about wings right now. We're just going to stay completely silent, on mute, give yeah. you no feedback whatsoever. Jesus Talking Christ. to okay. the like ether. 45 Go. minutes. <laughs> if you could fill up about 45 minutes. Yes. Yeah. With only your voice. 45 minutes with just my voice. I would just need like an hour wind up. So you guys have oh, to okay. be really so patient. You want a whole hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> this is really about narcissism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh well, I'll just say about wings, um, and my love, you can interject if something does come up. I was, you know, putting you on the spot, but there's certain schools the Enneagram that don't believe wings exist. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's like, uh, let's call out the schools so that we can <laughs> yeah, who maximize. Is it? Is it Chestnut. I yeah, think she's so. one of yes. them. Yeah, she's one of them. Um, who else? Does the narrative tradition do? I don't think they recognize that shit. Yeah, narrative narrative thinks wings exist. I just don't think that they believe it impacts you highly. <laughs> right. does, because we barely talked about them. Like almost then, never. Do they does narrative believe that it's common for people to have balanced wings? Oh. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think I heard that term a lot. That was yeah. gonna be my question as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there are some people that think they can change too. So oh, yes, it was it, it was balanced, and they they believe <clears throat> that you can kind of go back and forth depending on what uh, season of life you're in. Yeah, oh, that's wow. that's the one I've seen. Is that in you, the early part of your life, you're one of your yep, wings. And that's what the they often say. Another. That's just horrendous. If you have balanced <laughs> wings, you're mistyped. <laughs> Yeah, there's there are schools that think that wings aren't a thing or don't exist, and I just consistently see people downplaying the importance of wing. I mean, for one thing, the most obvious thing about wing is it's, it helps with accurate typing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, fucking wings are so... I mean, for anybody who's new to this shit, a wing is like one of the types uh, adjacent to your dominant, your type. So if I, as a four, I could be a four with a three wing, meaning having a three influence in my fourness, or a five wing having a five influence in my fourness. They're both adjacent types. And they really, like, a wing type combination makes its own distinct energy. Like, if people mm -hmm. use the term subtype for instinct and type combination, subtype is the type and the wing. It's a variation of the main type. Yeah, yeah it's so much so that, that when you compare types that... Uh, how would you say this? Like a three wing four with the four wing three. So the same combination of core type and wing. Uh, there is a similarity in like energy and like you might even confuse, you know, superficially initially, you might get a similar impression about those two types. And so, for example, when I got into the Enneagram, it seemed pretty obvious to me that I was in the seven eight area. And so I initially thought that I was seven wing eight. And for a lot of times, uh, for a lot of people, it might be difficult to distinguish 
a seven wing eight from an eight wing seven because there's that combination of seven wing eight is there. So right, yeah. Like when we did those calls with people, uh, the different type interviews. I think one of the things you remarked on is how different four with the five is from four wing three. Like yeah. experientially, right? And how much you related to uh, Jamira, who was a five wing four, just like that overlap with four and five. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think people of like like you said four wing five and five wing four are gonna like vibe more similar than four wing five versus four wing three Mm -hmm. because they're like a a four wing five and five wing four are using the same like palette of whatever impressions or energies or you know object relational structures and I think that's one interesting thing to get into is like what an attachment wing does versus a non-attachment wing for some mm-hmm. like hexad types, for example, or this kind of shit. But yeah, it definitely influences the expression of feel. I do think there is something. T- I don't think you balance your wings. I don't think you go through a season of life. But there is something I think about the when you relax your ego structure, you can tap into your other wing more. Mm. Do you all agree with that? Yeah, I can see that being. Yeah, I c- yeah, I can see that. I. I, it's. I'm just trying to think if if there is any sort of like experiential hit of that. It, it makes sense, but I, I'm not having a hard time finding like instances where I've been able to tap into nine more. I I, I can definitely tap into ham being a fucking. Oh big yeah ham. yeah yeah yeah. And I attribute that to sometimes drawing on a three wing, but could could just be some some aspect of four. Maybe just yeah. just a ham. Yeah, just a big old fucking ham. <laughs> I also see it as just being able to tap into the other. Like for me, I have a frustration wing, and then so I can use attachment and frustration. So I think accessing my eight wing is really just being able to access rejection. Just like no more attachment. I'm done mm-hmm. being frustrated. Fuck off mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And so that could be said with all of like, nobody has two attachment wings or two frustration wings or, you know, et cetera. I think that's a really great way to put it is like, it's not so much necessarily accessing three as in when you add attachment to four, Mm. you get the four wing, four wing three thing, the vibe, the aesthetic, the uh, whatever. Hmm. Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think about that stuff for eight and um you know because that's my type i energetically feel a huge difference between eight wing nines and eight wing sevens just because um well energetically there's a huge difference so it's like the attachment wing to eight with the nine wing it one pulls the eight further into the body but there's more of an attachment into the control that the stereotype of eight fits eight wing nine far more than eight wing seven i agree you know, just like that immovable force, that sort of um, boss thing where I've got to be in control of things. Like, you know, my sister's in self-pres 89, and if you get around us, you're definitely going to feel that energy more. Not just because I'm a sexual type, but just because 89 is just more more attached to the position of control. <laughs> really well put, yeah. I, yeah, and 8-wing 7 has a bit more of like a... Instigator, agent of chaos type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more of like, I'm not attached to the position. I just want to be sort of like a lightning boat. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just obnoxious. 
not attached to being obnoxious. No, just just, obnoxious. just an agent of chaos. <laughs> yeah, I've been exploring, and I haven't like done the full loop or whatever, the full circle, but I've been interested, and maybe we can all do this together, but I've been interested in looking at what happens to hexentypes when they have attachment wings, mm. because it's almost like they have, they can only assert themselves because they still have like one antenna in the collective. Mm. Like I see it most obviously with four wing three and four wing five, just because I have experience with a four wing five, but it seems like, like four has the disdainful, I'm not like that thing. John is fully, fully like, I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even notice what I do relate to, but right. it seems like four wing threes need to know what's going on in order to orient the push away. Mm. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? And, and it's more advertising with four with a three. It's more advertising, yes. Yeah. And then Which, with five wing six, it's still a thing. Like, what's everybody thinking? How do I branch? How do I differentiate myself from that? It's. I'm sure it's not that conscious, but there's, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something in there. No, that thing you said about advertising is interesting because in order to advertise, you have to actually relate, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to be something yeah. that people can actually recognize as different, whereas four wing five is not even... Uh, you know, Conscious. wanting to, yeah, it, it wants to just push on the separation to some to a degree that you're not even seeing anything you can relate to. So it's not advertising. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and it's almost like, I'm sure this is not the true, I'm sure Warwick <laughs> Grace would disagree with this, but there, it, it almost feels to me like they don't get to assert their separateness unless it's being witnessed by something. Ooh, right. That's interesting. Yeah, that's good. That's just the sense. And the same thing goes with two-ness. Like the two-ness doesn't get to like two as well unless their two-ness is being witnessed by the three-wing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting, yeah. Because I've noticed with two-wing ones, they're just like, they're definitely more hexady in the sense that they will just do what they feel that they need to do mm-hmm. with no regard to like what anybody else thinks about it. Yeah. Or it's more behind the scenes because it's it's not like there's no three wing display or uh, right. having to be advertising yep. it or yep. yeah that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be fun to figure out how I I don't fully know how say, it works for five wing six and seven wing six, but there's something like how does five push off of six and how does seven push off of six? I think just like in place of anxiety and and wanting structure or whatever is a little confusing for me one thing i see with sevens with the six wing is the sort of idealizing the past like if six is sort of past and looking at precedent and so forth seven is taking positive outlook to Mm. some of that sort of past orientation there's Mm. often almost a kind of conservative ish Mm -hmm. I don't mean like political or something, but it's a kind of idealization of some bygone era when things were more positive in some way, whatever the, whatever that looks like for a given seven with a six wing person. That's interesting because I have a seven with six wing friend who's like a total maniac who was like, um, you know, filmmaker, art scene, New York Uh City character, cartoon, almost like a living cartoon guy. (laughs) <laughs> not to say he's not a serious person, but he just had this bombastic larger-than-life thing. And he was in men's group. And through dreams and men's group work and all this other stuff, he, like, moved out to the countryside and lives in a shack with his girlfriend doing art and hunting, like, his, you know, making food out of game that he actually hunted. It was, like, this whole, like, coming into manhood thing. But it's, like, 
It still has this like quirky, playful seven wing six like cartoon of an old woodsman right. thing. Mm-hmm. But he's going for this. Yeah, it's kind of got a, a conservative. You know, it's conservative thing in a certain way. Yeah. It's like, but it's got this kind of playful. I'm like, I think he named his his dog. It's like some kind of hunting dog. He called it like <laughs> Hellbat Betty, which is like, you know, it's just like such a like a like a goofy cartoon name. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like what you'd ima- what you'd imagine like a cartoon huntsman's dog. <laughs> yeah, from the 1950s or something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I've noticed about Seven Wing Six is is that you know people on the surface see this exploratory, wild kind of zany person, but uh, my experience with them is that at least in the relationships that they're surprisingly committed. Like you'll get a Seven Wing Six that'll stay with the same partner for like damn near a decade i had that experience where it's like this is the six wing that sort of like i want to find something that's for sure that's a foundational thing i can attach to is a big deal for seven wing sixes and the other thing also that i noticed is that seven wing sixes pull on that six kind of comedy i need to relate to uh to people through comedy so most comedians who are sevens tend to be seven wing sixes not only because they're double head types but because there's that need to get people to like me by being funny Right. Um, that's mm-hmm. pulling into the attachment thing that sixes uh, relate to people through humor. Right. Would you say that, and David, this is kind of calling back to you, but would you say that seven has its forward momentum because it is tapped into like the six reactivity? Let's see. How do I say this? Because it does feel like seven wing eight is just its own bomb, like self sustaining its own frustration. Mm-hmm. Whereas like six is attached, or the six wing seems to like to some degree know what's going on or like feel the bad thing that has happened and that is like pushing their move forward i don't know if that yeah makes i mean it's one way to say it is i don't know if this is <laughs> follows from what you just said but um <laughs> seven with a six you get more of the we energy of six you know mm-hmm. whereas seven with an mm-hmm. eight is much more individualistic and kind of doing their own thing i don't know if that follows from where you're going but yeah, yeah, it's related. Hmm, okay. Well, you're saying, Alexandra, that the seven wing six, the reactivity of the six wing influences the frustration of the seven to propel them into shit, right? Into activity. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's something similar. Yeah, it's almost like the the frustration happens to them via their six wing, and then they use seven to escape it or to like try to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Something right. like that. I think there's something to that. Yeah, I haven't obviously haven't fully fleshed that out. One thing, one thing to note, just in general, is with the wings, is that they're always both hitting the harmonic group, mm, the same yeah. harmonic group. And if if we're thinking of, like we've said in past episodes, that the four six eight uh, reactive group is bottom line is negative, right? Mm-hmm. So seven is sort of blowtorch positive, and then you've got these two negative balances on either side, and that's kind of interesting. Just like you'd say, like with nine, you know, there's this cloud nine, and then you've got eight and one on both sides that are, you know, just a completely different force. They're mm-hmm. they're always like that. Like four, you know, on paper at least is total dysfunctional, creature right and but then you've got two competency types three and mm-hmm. five on either side etc mm. 
Which makes me super functional. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Is nine the only one without two harmonic? Oh, that could be. Actually. Yeah, it looks types. like it. No, just the the attachment types all have different harmonics, but it's oh. only the hexatypes of the specific harmonic mm. group. Like for example, eight. Mm. I'm sorry, I already messed it up. Yeah, eight and one. The two body, the two hexad body types only have positive wings. Right. Mm -hmm. um, two and four. The two hexad heart types only have competency wings. And then mm -hmm. five and seven. The two hexad head types only have reactive wings. Right. But it's like hmm. the core of each center needs something else. It's, I don't know. There's something kind of interesting about that. Yeah. But the well, hexad versions of that still need. Yeah, something. It, I don't it's know. interesting, you know, heart and then the connection to competency because mm. heart energy is, you know, a kind of liquid energy, right? Mm. And then it's competency. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so it's got a, yeah, it's got that balance again of uh, something more firm and capable. And then what would you say with the head types? Yeah, hmm. I I wouldn't know how to say how to explain Wait. head types or body types even. Like, why is the core body type of a positive type? I think, I mean, with the hex with the head types, you know, it's reactive. Right. So, reactive is kind of. I, I don't think react re reactive in the sense that we use it in the harmonic is uh, irrational. But it is something okay. getting outside of like the gridded thoughtness, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, it like breaks up the like computer computer processing, you know, mm -hmm. something. It mm -hmm. gives it some some flavor. Yeah, the, no, there is a, a kind of realism that is a part of the reactive group, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then positive, uh, I think. Like what positive really is is like it's kind of like glossing over things to keep things moving. So there's like the inertia yeah. element, mm. you know. Like I mean, oh, yeah. like seven makes things blurry, so the eight can just like discharge, right? Like just can right. move forward. Uh, for the one, the two wing gives it. Uh, my intentions are good, so I don't have to think about <laughs> what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then nine. I mean, nine is like let's just like let's just smooth that over. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's put some butter there to just keep it moving. Mm -hmm. That's a good point for uh, the gut types because you know you know gut is king. So you have these eight and one who are sort of justifying their agenda with positive outlook uh, sort of messages. So you mm. get like, oh, I'm gonna we're, we're gonna build a wall, <laughs> <laughs> keep the message. You know, like just positive, yeah. just fantasy positive outcomes for everyone and uh you know type one's <laughs> gonna say oh we're gonna change the world so the, you, you people can buy into these outlandish uh fucking visions of change <laughs> right keep it going keep it going part of where i was going with the head types and reactivity equating to a kind of realism is that being in your head is a kind of um S separate reality it? yeah it's a separate reality and so Reactivity is kind of bringing you, forcing you to look at what actually is happening. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's something to be said about the fact that the triangle types are kind of like holding down each of the centers, but that it's also each of the triangle types that are disconnected from, you know, their own like integral way of, I don't know, of using their own center. And so the hexad 
um, wings are kind of like, I'm sure you guys have talked about this already, but like, like overcompensated ways to like for nine, nine wants to keep it moving, but it doesn't move at all. So instead it has one and eight that really keep the momentum going. You know, so it's like the the triangle types are flanked by two like swordsmen that can really deliver the uh-huh. the thing, but then um, deliver the job or whatever, get the job done. But then each of the hexad types almost like need a reminder of the original purpose. Mm. Mm. You see where I'm going? I have no yeah, yeah, yeah. direction can, with this. Can you I'm say that again? Original exploring. purpose? Yeah, like if nine, if or if like if each of the triangle types are essentially disconnected from their own way of doing things. Mm. Like I'm obviously using nine as an example because I'm a nine. Like I am outsourcing my internal sense of like how to move through the world, how to like physically move myself through the world. Mm. And so one overdoes its way and eight overdoes its way of doing it. But the, Mm -hmm. the, the goal of the nine is to like move, right? Or the body center is to move and protect boundaries and all that stuff. So then there's something to be said that both one and nine, I'm sorry, one and eight only have positive wings. Mm-hmm. Like as a mm. reminder of that, like keep it moving forward. I don't know. Mm. I think I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's something there. Like we could explore how that happens in the heart center and the head center. Yeah, I see something there with, with, um, at least with eight there's there can be kind of like doubling down on negativity and coming up for air can be either of the seven either the seven or the nine wing where there is some kind of like things could be better outcome that i can push towards like the it can really pull you back into this is the reason why i'm pushing yeah that that is almost like um an escape valve escape valve for the eight fixation is that you know there at least for my seven wings that there is a, a better outcome in the future that is worth pushing for, um, and I, I can see with the nine wing where it's like oh I'm connected to what this situation and what everyone needs and and I hold a position that's going to, I'm pushing for an outcome that's going to benefit what I'm attached to. Yeah, I can see how that it's almost like this is a, an escape valve to justify the or even give more purpose to the pushing. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it is. I yeah. think it's almost like a like a good like hope. If positive outlook is just basically giving itself hope that things are going to work out, I'm mm, going to get yeah. my meet my objective. I'm going to be okay. Then I think what positivity <laughs> does for one and eight is just give it that sort of like north star to keep going. Yeah, the funny thing is, as negative as negative as I am, I've had some outrageous episodes of positive outlook that come up where I'm just in denial of the negative situation that I've caused. Like, I used to be, a, I used to be a valet and, and they had a rule like you, you valet at a fancy hotel in Chicago and, and they had a rule that if two strikes and you're fired, I knew this. Like if you even scrape, <laughs> if you even scrape once anything, like the first one I had, I just slightly scraped the, the side door on a BMW. And so that was my first strike. The second one, I was partying. I had a house party, and I stayed up till six, seven in the morning. I start working at seven thirty. Went Jeez. to work, still hungover, and I fucking, fucking took a, a BMW SUV and just rammed my driver's side into a fucking uh, like tower beam or something. It was awesome. horrible, horrible. <laughs> 
So I get done. I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling terrible about it. But uh, the next time I was coming into work, my manager said, hey, you need to meet with me. And I legit sit there and thought, I think... I think he wants to give me a raise. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. I think I'm going to get a raise today. <laughs> like, That's some yeah, full on seven right there. Unconditional, unconditional. <laughs> <positive> <laughs> <regards to> <laughs> Completely <laughs> didn't think, oh, yeah, I'm getting fired. I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> OD thought it was so hilarious. Like, dude, you just crashed the car. What makes you think that they're going to give you a raise? <laughs> So I got to watch out for my positive outlook, man. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, part of, like, like because it's not the core, the positive outlook wing is, like, my ego agenda is good. Yes. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, the world's a good place or something like that. But it's yeah, like, yeah. I got to keep this agenda going to mm-hmm. myself. Like, <laughs> right. I got to keep, you know, both, like, so if nine is, like, being, eight and one are, like, the fundamental ego agendas. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like um, they're the body center flavor of frustration or rejection. Yeah. You know, like they're the prime, like you got like the attachment is like almost like trying to find uh, a homeostasis in a certain way. It's trying to be attached and trying to like, even though it's attachment to disconnect, which is the ego activity, Mm -hmm. the aim is a lack of activity in a certain way. It's to just get the goods. Whereas (laughs) rejection, frustration are more of like an agenda yeah. yeah and it's more of asserting one's own agenda rather than attachment which is sort of adapting to make something fit that's out there you know what i'm saying yeah 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 mm-hmm. like 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 it's a it, like attachment all attachment in a sense is receptive mm-hmm. right and then eight and one are representing these thrusts right yeah. and so yeah, both of them give hope and lubrication to those ego agendas, the attachment or the the positive outlook wings. It's just like, how do I lubricate my agenda? How do I <laughs> how do I resist? Oh, I just fucked this car. I must begin a race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they want to congratulate me. <laughs> it's like I completely it's it's crazy to think about. And this is something that I've been paying more attention to the last couple of years of just how much I have a reality distortion on if I decide to on some negative shit, like I can just decide that it's not happening and just like, I'm just going to power through it. I'm, I'm going to be the one that I'm going to be the exception of this terrible thing. It's, it's crazy when it happens because then I'll come out of it. Um, and so that's just like having a frustration wing where it's also a fantasy frustration wing. So like there's this with the eight, there's this, I can latch onto a fantasy that I created in my head and I'm, I feel like I'm going to make it happen. And sometimes it works, but for, sometimes it's just a way for me to completely deny the negative yeah. thing that's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Because my my eight sister is, um, she's got a nine wing, and it like she does not have this pattern at all. Mm. Like, yeah. you know, like eight wing nine is pretty stubborn, and they have their they can have their outcomes that they can push through. And she's much more. Um, I guess more, I see like she gets more done, maybe because she, she's just self-pressed, but like I feel like eight wing nines, when they, once they lock onto something, it's like, get out the way. Right. And she seems more grounded in reality than I do because I can, I can imagine things and, and get caught up in certain fantastical ideas of what I think I can make happen. Well, it's like Trump, eight yeah. seven, right? It's going to be great. <laughs> no, really, it's going to be yeah. amazing. Right. We're going to storm no. the Capitol and yeah. overturn the election. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's gonna be beautiful. 
And I think that's a really good point that, um, that uh, you know, like when you said earlier that eight wing nine can kind of be more classic eight because, mm-hmm. yeah, like that nine wing gives them the attachment stubborn. This is going to work. Yes. Like, and I'm attached to the thing, whereas the seven wing gives the eight more of the mercurial, bendable, mm-hmm. uh, like, all right, this is not working, next thing, you know? Right, yeah. right. And so some people just can't conceive of eight outside of eight wing nine. Right. Even though they think they're thinking mm-hmm. about eight wing seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they can't see like just the kind of like the the random trickster chaos mm-hmm. type oh, sure. as being eight. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, eight is uh the CEO with the guitar, uh, cigar in his mouth, like yeah. boss <laughs> bitch, whatever. The banker. It, and it's also worth saying that generally the types that have the attachment wings are more common. By For far. sure. Yeah, that's right. So like, there's way more eight wing nines than eight wing sevens, and so what most people their experience of eight is just coming from the perspective of eight wing nine. And so a lot, most eight wing sevens seem like sevens to people. That's mm-hmm. generally right. what the impression people have. Yeah, true. Right. Or they confuse their seven wing for having a seven fix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was something else I was going to point out that nines. Okay. So all of the triangle types can only have wings within their own center. And all of the hexad types with attachment wings are also only doubled up on their own center. Hmm. So if you have, if you are an attachment type or have an attachment wing, you are double body, double heart, or double head. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so right. the hexad type that borrows from the other hexad wing is not only individuated from the sense that it is not attached, either in its own core type or in its wing, but it's also borrowing from a different center, which gives it in this like extra flavor of nuance. So oh. you're not just... You see what I'm saying? So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. that you're the hexad version of eight, but you're the eight with a head type wing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. There's this extra like, there's this extra like magic tool you can use. Whereas like, because if people are seeing eight wing nine as the traditional eight, it's because it's the double body eight. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a really, good, a really point. good point. Yeah. I don't well, even know what to, how to, uh, there's something there as to like the types and this is something to to discuss like the types that are you know crossing over into the other center like so four wing five five wing four seven Mm -hmm. wing eight eight wing seven and then i guess it's two Two wing one 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 wing two Mm -hmm. and how those types can fall under the radar a little bit because you're not getting a a strong hit of that center like five Mm -hmm. wing four four wing five even like when we're typing people typing people who are of that type it's hard to see like you can, you're seeing four and five, and you might confuse that. Is this person a five wing four or a four wing five? Like it's harder to recognize the core type. Same thing goes with seven wing eight, mm-hmm. eight wing seven, um, one wing two, two wing one. Uh, there's not as many exemplars for those, but like you see what I'm saying, where where mm-hmm. you have that crossover between centers, the core type is the, not as easy to recognize. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a light up. <laughs> well, especially also, I just noticed this too, because I have the Enneagram like up on my screen just to look at it. Um, seven wing eight, eight wing seven are also a double assertive mm. thing. Right. So it's the, you know, it's like even more here. It's, it's the hexad individuation from nine that is taking from a different center, but is also double assertive. Mm. And the same thing goes with the other hexad, double hexad types. One wing two, two wing one are both compliant. And mm-hmm. four wing five, five wing four are both withdrawn. 
Ooh. So there's going to be this like extra dose of like we are saturated, but also not attached, but also um, borrowing from a different center. It's kind That's of like uh, a hexagram, a six pointed yeah. figure, because you've got the three attachment types as like these three fundamental forces of the centers. Mm-hmm. And then you have these counter, uh, counter trinity of like whatever withdrawn superego and assertive, like mean in a certain distilled way. Mm-hmm. Like these hex, it's like the hexad trinity or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting, yeah, because you got seven, the seven wing eight or seven eight area being the assertive hexad, and then four five area being the withdrawn, and the two one being the compliant. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, and the super ego. So it's almost like, yeah, like that energy is not diluted. And obviously, we can look at both Amica and John for this because you guys are both the double hexad, whatever. So like, John is like doubly withdrawn, and he mm-hmm. has there's no attachment in his core type that's telling him I need to like reference my withdrawnness from something else, mm. or like reference my my um my heart center from something else. So it's just double like fuck you guys. I'm I. I'm out of here. Right. Whereas Emika, your story with the valet is just like immediately a double assertive <laughs> thing. Just this like, right. this will work out for me. I'm going to get a raise probably. <laughs> like, it's just like a double dose of like, this is, it goes my way. It's actually insane to believe. I actually believe that. Like legit. <laughs> like legit felt good walking in. <laughs> <laughs> That must have been one heck of an experience for your manager. (laughs) (laughs) This cocky motherfucker walking in, crash car, like, man, I'm ready for my raise, sir. Because I was like, why do you think? What's happening? You're firing me? I was like, why do you think he's calling me in today? And I was like, I think he, because he wants to give me a raise. And OD was like, uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bro. (laughs) Whatever you need to believe. Yeah. That's dangerous, man. <laughs> I need to be checked. <laughs> I, I want to think more on this like negative trinity because there's something interesting there. Like what like David, like like how would you describe the three fundamental forces of the uh, attachment? The three fundamental forces of attachment. What are you Or like like what I like, mean I could like, go somewhere with that, but I go don't know somewhere with three. nine, three, and six. Just like what they mean in the universe. <clears throat> in the universe. Okay. Philosopher of the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're up. <laughs> well shit. There's a bunch of them. Let's see. Um because I've, I've got the whole universe. So um, <laughs> let's see. I mean, <clears throat> part of three represents, um, for one thing to me, uh, individuation. Again, it's my elementary school thing of, you know, a single three, two threes, and three threes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you've got um, that sort of, if you're talking at some abstract atomic level, you know, three is... Uh, you know, the individual, the individuation as a potential. Um, and uh, six is seeing the contradictions and uh, the opposing forces. Um, you know, like three is just the the original individual. Six is coming into the mind, the consciousness of the dual the duality of the universe and existence. And then nine 
is uh, the looking for the unification and harmonization, um, sort of overdoing the, you might say, the reconciling force, if we're talking like law of three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's kind of covers where you were going, but... Yeah, because I, I wonder, um, you know, there's something about three elements that make up personhood or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> superego, the two-one chasm, is like idealization itself, if that makes sense. like Or like some kind of, it's like like God or like something removed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then withdrawn is like identity or it's another kind of removal. Mm-hmm. And then the assertive is also another kind of removal because it's like my impenetrable self or my impenetrable, like Agenda. nothing will make me realize I'm not getting a raise today. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like nothing's getting in here. There, there's right, certain right. like. I don't know. There's like it's like its own reverse cosmos in some. I'd think more about it, but it just seems like interesting to like if we were to map uh, these things according to these like two triads. There might be some interesting dialectic that comes out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like what if you put like all right, let's call uh, the two one space like the ideal or something like that. Yeah. What happens when you combine attachment with ideal? You know what I'm saying? Like or David's three is individuation when you like if you have a two with a three wing or something like that. It's like love ideal with um something about the individual being the vessel of love coming into the world. So it's like that I'm the loving one. You know what I'm saying? saying something like this. Right, with two of the three and that's what you get with that specific subtype is there's more sort of claiming of the role kind of Right. Yeah. Right. Whereas, like people who are one wing two, two or two wing one, even though they're more, in a sense, individuated because there's less attachment, there's especially with the with that those combinations, you get somebody who just really objectively thinks that they're just objectively representing God. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, right. the right way to do things. Yeah, right. So no, that's, then, yeah, that's interesting. I think you can build because I'm, I'm I think the Riso Hudson books were the only ones that really went into descriptions for the. Type core type wing combinations, right? Mm. I think yeah, so. I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wonder if we could uh, sort of reconfiguring or naming these energies that once you combine these, you can come up with better names and better descriptions based totally. on, you know. Because every fucking granola eating nine thinks they're a bo- bohemian four wing five. Right. Right. A bohemian right. is somebody that uh, wears like scarves on their head and. <laughs> Uh, sometimes paints or something like that. <laughs> it's generally like a nine. Can I offend one, you, two. Alexandra? No, no. <laughs> sometimes paints that killed me. <laughs> Dabbles Slowly. in it. Slowly. And thoughtfully. Yeah, but I think in our next, I think we should do this as a series, like just, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, the next okay. episodes, like get the body types with the wings or something, and then. Mm-hmm. Eventually down the road, we could like interview people because like from our, from our first interviews, like we didn't have a seven wing eight, for example. Right, mm-hmm. right. So to get like, yeah, more of that shit would right. be good. Yeah, just how different you know those types can be. I think 
part of the people part of the reason people can be so skeptical of wings is because well i mean first first of all people aren't being accurately typed but if you see a, two people that are sevens and there's a huge difference in energy it's like what the fuck is that like why why <laughs> is this seven so why is this seven so much more abrasive and not giving a fuck and this other one seems uh you know to care more about uh consistency and, and people's opinions and shit like that what's going on <clears throat> right I have a, a seven wing six friend and me and Brian consistently will like leave hanging out with them and be like, do you think they're okay? <laughs> Good. <laughs> like I'm a little worried about them. Yeah, <laughs> they said some things like came that. out of their mouth today where it's just uh, like you worry about seven wing sixes, man. Yeah. Manic. They have a weird <laughs> mix. Yeah. Double head type. <clears throat> uh, well, Very strange. Head. That's one thing that's been really cool and from a typing perspective, how different, let's just look at five, for example. Uh, there's a huge difference in energy between the double head energy and a five that's pulling from the heart center. Right. Even just, even if you weren't watching the video, like you were just hearing them talk, like it's, um, you know, not just because it's double withdrawn with five wing four, but uh, it's a type that can fall under the radar. And I experienced the same thing with four wing five where they're not fully in their home center and and so you're not getting a full hit of head type and you might confuse it for something else and that's kind of a clue to okay this isn't this isn't a double head type this is this is a type that's pulling from a center that that's not their own and you know the same thing goes for seven wing eight and eight wing seven seven some seven wing eights or could be easily mistyped as gut types so yeah. that that yeah. solidity is there um and then some eight wing sevens can really fly under the radar because they're so quick and and not as invested in in being in control that you might not see the core eight stuff. Yep. Anything I think else? it would be well, I think it would be interesting if we want to like structure this moving forward to like go into the difference between like the attachment types with their wings. Mm -hmm. Because I kind of see the attachment types as like I'm sure, I'm sure people will be upset with me for saying this, but like I see them as almost like say the it, vulnerable types, <laughs> the the vulnerable types of each center, and so they need, like I said, those two like those two like swordsmen or something like that on either side of them to like help them navigate mm -hmm. or whatever. Like I feel like a nine without the help of eight or one would just be like lost in the sauce all day, and so for they sure. need. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm not not that, but I'm a little less lost because I have a uh, one wing that wants to just be mad and specific um, too. Mm -hmm. Like that's what one brings. You know what I mean? It's like right. you want to say your argument or why that person's wrong or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm shy. Um, <laughs> I'm just chill all the time, right, John? <laughs> Yes, honey. So <laughs> that's a battered man right there. <laughs> Another four wing five. Another four wing five in an abusive relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Amber Alexandra. Yep. Um, Has she pooped on the bed yet? It was the cat. Okay. Just the cat. <laughs> Anyway, it's a big catch. As I was saying, as I was saying, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, how, yeah, how to differentiate like the help that having a hexad wing will give an attachment type 
maybe like we could come up with some or like think about why that is necessary for attachment types to only have hexad wings because like thinking of me having like a six wing nightmarish what would i do ever <laughs> i you know, if, if i had, had a six, a six wing six i i would i would never i would have no ability to be any real human other than a robot right <laughs> right and so it's like nine six and threes are the conduits for the sort of like specified objectives of all the hexad types and wings mm-hmm. but it's still like an open channel like if we think of like human design with like open whatever's that's kind of what the attachment types feel like and then we could go into the hexad types with attachment wings and then the hexad types with hexad wings mm-hmm. and yeah. just kind of play off of that so. yeah and you know i think one thing that's been coming up in the follow-up calls coaching sessions that i've done is just helping people explore the objective uh um no not the objective the object relations affect of their wink and mm-hmm. how that changes mm-hmm. what how, what that adds yeah. to their core type mm-hmm. yeah. you know i just recently had a call with um a nine wing eight who just really expressed like how much detachment and disconnection he felt from everything and it was a very specific you know, not just the typical nine wing one, oh, I'm depressed mm-hmm. and I'm wilting. Mm-hmm. It was more like I, I am just, I feel really cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel, and I was, so we just started getting into rejection, like how much. Mm-hmm. So I, I've just been exploring how, even for myself, how much I'm um, accessing fantasy, frustration, and how much of a role that plays into the way I move in life. And I think for a lot of people to make this shit useful to them, yeah, you might you might have this wing, but what what are the implications for your own sort of self work and and to see how that object relations is influencing just the way your core type moves? And so I think that's at least something that I've been seeing. Like, man, fantasy frustration is a big theme for me, not just because I have a seven wing, but I also have a four fix. And so there's a lot of you know, yeah. seeing the shiny new object that I think is going to be like the ideal. And then a couple months later, it's like, oh, it wasn't. I, it's all something I created in my head. Uh, and so just exploring frustration as a secondary, you know, strategy that's working in, in me is something that's, that I've gotten a lot out of. Yeah, I mean, I definitely relate to that, having my own like frustration wing. It doesn't go into the fantasy thing, but I definitely like, for me, it almost feels like I use my frustration wing to detach and reattach as i fucking see mm. fit yeah 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 um in order to keep that like attachment to disconnect going i it's like very very like hyper specific things that i will pick up on and then use to say like i'm not yes being seen supported far away yeah i'm right. like not being can't attach because it's like not all perfectly aligned yet you know, versus like nine wing eight that really just like really feels like more of a just like a wall that comes down. Like yes. there isn't a fine edge. There isn't like a fine point. Yeah, I think it's a good way to explore, like to get better descriptions for these chord type plus wing to like, for example, with six with the seven wing. It's not just like, oh, uh, I can't figure out what to do. There's always this, the seven wing brings in that frustration fantasy of, well, maybe this thing is going to be the thing. And then you drop it and move on. Maybe this thing is going to be the thing. And you just like that manic quality of just jumping around from this is going to be the thing that's the for sure thing. And it's not solid. And so you can get a better description of like what the types are up to when you start looking at the object relations, what the object relations of 
the wing influence and I think all the types that we can kind of restart uh get a better view of what the types are up to now that we have all these tools with object mm-hmm. relations and hex versus attachment we can come up with much better descriptions than we already have mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right well I'm a little socialed out <laughs> anything else about wings we can save it for another episode. Yeah. yeah. What do you John's do you like, please release me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me even die. just like even just like the structure of um, you know, I know I know we talked about like the, the type structure of each of these types and there was like some diagram that you guys had gotten from some Riso Hudson thing or whatever. And it'd be cool if we could somehow figure out how, how the fuck do wings work from a from a type structure point of view. Like mm-hmm. where where does it fit? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that'd be cool, too. Um, there was something else I was going to... Oh, I guess just pointing out that all five of us have a frustration element. We either have a wing, and then there's King John, King Frustration Boy, with a frustration <laughs> core. <laughs> frustration core. King king of hatred. King, <laughs> frustration. king of yes, but not like that. <laughs> yeah, I've been really thinking about that recently, just... The frustration, a <laughs> frustration object of like, oh, this is going to be great. I was like, no, that's not it. Oh, well, this is yeah. going to be great. <laughs> that, no, that's not it. <laughs> so, so I think we should do episodes on rejection and frustration with Courtney. Yeah. But something that yeah. Courtney yeah. and I talked about with frustration, and I think this is really great, where it's like, uh, there's a, like, so something failed and I didn't get what I needed. So I'm going to there's a, like a, there's like a giving up of hope in it, mm-hmm. and there's like a, I'm doing it myself, but because I'm doing it myself from this like point of view of like developmentally young, the thing I'm doing itself, whether it's like uh, getting my needs met like seven or one finding this ideal structure or whatever, or four feeling their identity is related to the world or something, it's all inadequate, and so mm-hmm. there's like an insecurity around it. And so it's like, you know, like, like four gets very touchy about their identity. Yeah. Because there's a little bit of like, like, I'm, I'm fucking doing the best I can with this shit. Like, mm-hmm. don't fucking come near it. You know, there's like an insecurity there. Yeah, yeah. And for one, it's like, oh, don't criticize me or criticize my view of things because uh, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. Or for seven, it's like, you know, when you're like, hey, maybe uh, those extra drugs aren't the way to do it. <laughs> like, what, you don't understand me. I'm going to go. Bye. <laughs> yeah David I thought that was pretty interesting yeah we need people we've been doing attachment stuff for so much that it's time that we get yeah, back to where we're we tired of this attachment <laughs> domination this bullying the bullying yeah this, we spent a year get it anyway so we spent a year on. making sure that people couldn't say that we we uh, don't care about attachment types now we are they're still gonna say attachment. it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're gonna say I held a gun to your head Yep. <laughs> Back to Hexad. Now we're doing rejection administration. <laughs> now I can be confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right. Bye, everybody. Talk to you later. <laughs>